Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from this wonderful Victory Monday. I'm recording this on the fantastic Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Now, I want to say this once. I'll probably say it more than once on this podcast, but I want to say it right now. How about them Eagles? There is absolutely, positively, nothing sweeter than watching the Eagles beat the Cowboys. At home, last week on the podcast, talked about how the Eagles haven't had a big home win against the Cowboys and what feels like forever, really maybe the last big emphatic home win against Dallas was the infamous 2008 44-6 game. And now yesterday's score wasn't quite 44-6, but the Eagles were controlled the entire game. They laid the smack down when they needed to. Uh, Miles Sanders was absolutely electric and really showcasing himself as maybe, dare I say, the premier running back in the NFC East. I'm not ready to go that far yet, but... That dude is special. He is special with the ball in his hands, whether it's out of the backfield, as a receiver, running the ball up the gut. It does not matter. That guy has juice. Now, today I'm recording this on Monday, December 23rd. It's Festivus. Now, if the Eagles were to lose yesterday, I would have went full on Frankistanza airing of grievances mode with this, challenging Mike Rowe to the feats of strength. Aaron grievances about Wonder Boy, Howie Roseman, and his terrible contracts and his terrible drafting. But I'll save that for another day. I'll save that for another year. Because the Eagles won. And with a win in the Meadowlands, a place the Eagles have had innumerable memorable games over the years, as I showcased on last week's special edition Miracle the New Meadowlands anniversary podcast. They take care of business in the Meadowlands. They are going to the playoffs. They are going to host a home playoff game. Now just imagine, just a short few weeks ago, telling you, That the Eagles will be hosting a home playoff game in January. It's within our grasp. It's possible. Mike Rowe, you're safe for a week. I'm not going to lean into you. I'm not going to cream you. Harry Roseman, you picked up Greg Ward off the scrap heap. I don't know what took so long from him to get on the active roster, but he's here. You drafted Miles Sanders in the second round. That looks like a hit. That looks like a big-time hit. You guys are safe. Happy Festivus, everyone. We're back, baby! I do want to have a shout-out to a special family. From Springfield, Illinois, the Mayako family and their loyal listenership who are super duper into my juice above replacement stat. Now, after Miles Sanders' performance yesterday, uh, it's with a heavy heart that I must admit that Miles Sanders has leapfrogged our own Boston Scott Bosco for the NFL league leader in juice above replacement. Boston Scott still holding strong at number two, but your new jar leader in the entire NFL right now is Penn State's own Miles Sanders. What a game for him. He had 156 yards from scrimmage, a touchdown. Probably should have had close to 200 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns if not for, you no know, doing the class act, 
Brian Westbrook against Dallas move, sliding down, letting the clock run out. I would have ran up the score. Who cares? Hit the over. I don't even know what the over-under was. Hit the over. Mess up people's bets. I don't care. You know, whoever has Miles Sanders in fantasy football, they should have got that touchdown. They should have got those extra 40 yards. Miles, I respect it. I respect Jason Kelsey telling him to go down. But notice what, Miles? It's the Cowboys. It's at home. The NFC East is on the line. Rub it in their dumb faces. Run in the end zone, throw that ball in the stands, punt it, kick it, dunk it. I don't care. What up the score? I respect it, Miles. But I respect the disrespect of scoring just a tad bit more. I'm sure everyone on the team's happy that you did that. But from a fan, a crazy fan, a deranged fan perspective, I would have loved it if you just rubbed it in their dumb faces. Jason Garrett likely has coached his last game in Philadelphia. As a member of the Dallas Cowboys organization. And I will say, I will miss Jason Garrett. I will miss his dumb claps. I will miss his stupid face. I will miss his lack of backbone. I will miss his cowardice. I will miss his general overall incompetence. Because whenever Jason Garrett's on when you're, your team, look across the sideline, you see Jason Garrett, know what that means? You have a pretty good chance to win a day. If I see Jason Garrett, that'd be a pretty good day for me. That'd be a pretty good day for me if I saw Jason Garrett stay on the opposite sideline. He's probably gone. I don't know who they're going to hire. I hope Jerry Jones makes Stephen Jones his son the head coach. Do something crazy, Jerry. Jerry, think outside of the box. Don't look for your Matt rules. Don't look for the next young, great offensive coordinator. Don't promote Kellen Moore. Stick with, the, stick with yourself. Keep it in the family. Make your son head coach. That'll shock the football world. That'll show him who's boss, Jerry. Take my advice. I know you're listening. Dallas Goddard. My guy, Dallas Goddard. Huge Dallas Goddard fan. Uh, probably a rough week for him, uh, Dallas week, given that I think when he got drafted in one of his first press conferences back in 2018, April, May 2018, a reporter you know, jokingly said, hey, Dallas, uh, some fans are talking. Have you considered changing your name to Philadelphia? And he was so caught off guard. I think he was so uncomfortable by it. But just imagine you're going your whole life and, you know, my name's Dallas. And that's what you're just used to saying. Hey, I'm Dallas. And then you get to a city where your first name is the most hated word in the entire tri-state area. Good for him, though. Nine ca- Career-high nine catches, a career-high 91 receiving yards. Uh, came up big, especially when D- Zach Ertz had missed some time with it, some bruised ribs. Uh, Zach battled out, came back, finished the game. Respect there for a guy I've called soft a couple of times throughout his career. So I respect you coming back, Zach. You took a huge, huge hit, taped your ribs up, Came back out there, produced, opened things up for Dallas, opened things up for Greg Ward, Miles Sanders, Bosco. You're a warrior, Zach. You're a Super Bowl hero. You're a Super Bowl champion. We appreciate you in Philadelphia. Thank you. Goddard has that touchdown. He's a menace in the red zone. The Eagles are still good in the red zone. The thing that sucks about the Eagles from between the 20s is what makes them great in the red zone. All they're got, they basically have like 15 tight ends. You know, I think a white side, Alshon Jeffrey, who is now departed on IR, uh, Ertz, Goddard. All those guys are big bodies. Big Bob Davis even now. When you have those guys in the red zone, it's unstoppable. And that's why the Eagles, I think, now have the longest streak of scoring in the red zone. Not just touchdowns, but scoring overall with you know something in the high 20s of straight possessions where they've scored in the red zone. And hats off to Carson Wentz. Hats off to some creative play calling from Doug Peterson. Great game by Doug. Great game by Doug. Uh, except for those two field goals, I'm always... Uh, you know, if Jake Elliott knocks home those 53-yarder and that 55-yarder, we're not having this conversation because the Eagles are getting those points. But I'm always a guy who's – I'm team aggressive. I want Doug to be as aggressive as possible. Fourth and three, fourth and four, fourth and five. Uh, between the 40s, go for it, Doug. Your offense is rolling. Carson Wentz is 
doing everything in his world to bring the Eagles an NFC East championship. He's gunning. doesn't matter who's out there. It's working for him. He could scramble around and get him moving outside, speed option outside, sprint right, sprint left. Carson had it all yesterday. He had it all. Making plays with his legs. Had a couple uh, read options that he kept. I love that. I love keeping it. And he made a couple guys miss. Got picked up five, six yards per carry on just those plays. I think he finished for, what, four carries, 22, 26 yards or something like that. Does that every game. It keeps the defense honest when he's rolling out in the red zone. Defender linebacker right there has to make a choice. Are they going to rush in on Wentz because they're scared of him running? We're going to drop back and worried about, you know, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz catching the ball in the flat. Versatility is the name of the game. Optionality is the name of the game. Carson Wentz has it all yesterday. Looked like a true, true franchise quarterback. True franchise quarterback. Had a great day tailgating yesterday. It was a little hungover. Uh, had a rough Christmas party on Saturday night. Had fun. My dad had bought this Cowboys pinata uh, from like Party City or some kind of, not Party City, uh, some kind of party favor company online. Filled it up with these like fireball pocket shot shooters, a uh, bunch of candy. My dad held it up, had my Eagles dog mask on and smacked the crap out of it. Candy flew everywhere. There was all these kids tailgating around us and, you know, separate groups. And they saw candy and you would have thought like, thousands of dollars on the ground they ran they were rolling on the ground grabbing all these snicker bars twix milky ways milky way midnights whatever they call it they loved it and then their moms are coming over mom's screaming, don't pick up the alcohol don't pick up the alcohol then i was obviously the one scrammaging and through all this nonsense trying to grab the fireball shooters open one up crushed it for the camera had a nice time uh fings hoagies shout out to fings hoagies dropped off some phenomenal sandwiches uh had the taconi which is a Cold sandwich, one of the best cold sandwiches I've ever had, really, in Philadelphia. Uh, cold roast beef, asparagus, uh, some vinegar, olive oil, and then sharp provolone special seasoning. Fantastic stuff. What a game, guys. It was so good to finally beat Dallas in a game like that. At home of all places. Especially after last year where uh, the officiating was terrible from the opening kickoff in Dallas to uh, that no call against Dallas Goddard that... Uh, however you want to say it, got his touchdown nullified. It was garbage. It was terrible. I don't know. What a game. A lot of guys he wouldn't expect to stepped up. Sidney Jones, best defensive player of the year by an Eagles player, at least by a cornerback. Sidney Jones played 18 snaps yesterday. He made them count. Made them count. He's a guy who's been a pariah in this city. He's been a joke since his drafting in 2017. Missed most of his rookie year. Has basically sucked for the last two and a half years. Is frequently injured. He's an injury-prone guy dating back to his time in college when, you know, he tore his Achilles and things just haven't really gone right from there. At the end of the game, he had a huge, huge pass breakup. When do Eagles players ever have pass breakups? Yeah, maybe the guy drops it. Maybe it's an overthrow, underthrow, whatever. How often does an Eagles cornerback on a go route, on a nine route of all things, have the pass broken up? Unreal. Sidney Jones and me tell each other fairy tales. Mr. Jones, defensive cornerback of the week. Defensive player of the week. Defensive back of the week. I don't know. Great performance by Sydney. Limited time. Who else do I want to shout? Greg Ward. Greg Ward's my guy. You know Greg Ward's my guy. Stepping on the slot. A guy. How wasn't he on the active squad before this? It doesn't make any sense. That Nelson Aguilar out of him. How could you, in good conscience, be suiting up Matt Collins for 13 games over that guy? It doesn't make a lick of sense. Doesn't make any sense. That guy's good. Is he number two receiver in the NFL? No. Can he maybe be a competent slot guy? Yeah. And sometimes, like this is what I've been saying, that 
is Greg Ward this amazing talent? No. But he gives a you-know-what. He gives a 1,000% effort, and he tries, and he's competent. He can run routes. He has hands. He's not a burner. He doesn't have these otherworldly skills. He's not built like Terrell Owens. He doesn't have the speed of Randy Moss, but the guy tries. He's been through a lot. He led a 13-1 team as a quarterback in college. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, for crying out loud. And then he goes undrafted as a quarterback, has to get converted to a wide receiver, Gets stuck on the practice squad for years. Gets cut a bunch of times. Resign, cut, resign, cut. And look what he's at now. Toast of the city for the last two weeks. Underdog, baby. He's an underdog. And we love that here. Guy came out of nowhere on the practice squad. Was a big deal in college. Just didn't make it at in the NFL as a quarterback. Look at him now. Slot receiver on a team that's going to win the NFC East. They're going to have a playoff game. Greg Ward's going to start a playoff game for the Eagles. And I couldn't love it more. Matt Collins, Nelson Aguilar. Matt Collins gone. Nelson Aguilar, I hope I never see you in Midnight Green again. You'll see, I'll see you in uh, 2042 for the 25th anniversary of the Super Bowl team at the link. We'll do a little, you know, a little round of applause for you before the game. Other than that, you're dead to me. I don't care. I don't want to see you back this year. You're messing up the juice. Juice is important. As the Mayako family loves. They love juice. Aguilar just has bad vibes, man. Simple as that. I don't know if the success of Wentz passing to Ward now and... Goddard being more involved in the offense and the success you're seeing with Scott and Sanders. Uh, I don't know how much you can now dismiss those comments in the year where you had people in the media, had ex-teammates, whomever saying guys like Alshon, Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar didn't like playing for Carson Wentz. And I dismissed that a bit with Jeffrey because even that uh, Dolphins game after all those comments, uh, Jeffrey's last healthy game, I believe he had a great game with Wentz. He's when Jeffrey's played this year, uh, him and Wentz have a good connection. Early in the season, Minnesota, Green Bay, Jeffrey's played well uh, with Wentz this season. So I don't know about that, but Aguilar, I don't know if he's in the doghouse, what his deal with Wentz is. Uh, he's unhappy with his role. That's what I hate about him in the sense that week one, Deshaun balled out. Everyone did really well. Great team win. Great offensive performance in the second half against Washington. And he complained about his role after that game. What do you follow that up with the next week? A drop touchdown would have won the game. Uh, and then just became a shawl of a receiver for the remainder of the season. Uh, you know, body language, least valuable player, certainly. There's just no room for this team. Like, early in the season, I thought this team was unlikable. I did, I hated so many guys on the team. Skandrick, Aguilar, Hollins. These guys, get them off the team. Is Greg Ward as talented as Nelson Aguilar? Absolutely not. Would I rather have Greg Ward out there on Sunday and in the playoffs than Nelson Aguilar? Absolutely. Fugazi Aguilar. Sorry, Nelly. Just IR him today. Say, hey, pal. Thanks for 2017. Everything else, it's a wash. Have fun next year. Maybe we pick up a seventh-round comp pick for you. And free agency. He ain't coming back. He doesn't want to come back. I don't think this team wants him back. He ain't coming back. They're fun now. It's insane how things can change that quickly. And some of it's the way Doug Peterson, who I think, again, the fourth uh, fourth down miscues to decide. Coached a fantastic game and uh, saw Noah Becker, a uh, great Eagles fan, great follow on Twitter, yesterday talking about after everything we've seen over the last couple of years and the way Doug Peterson has faced adversity with injuries, the way he almost pulled off a miraculous one in New Orleans in the playoffs last year as huge underdogs and really Alshon Jeffrey just drops a pass. If Alshon Jeffrey doesn't drop that pass, the Eagles are winning. The Eagles are probably going to the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl run, obviously, the way he made Nick Foles look like Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, whatever you want to say. And the creative play calling that's still there, that still rears its head. 
uh, especially you saw on that touchdown and got it a beautifully designed play beautiful it was great I just like swooned as soon as I saw that happen and that fake left boom right across the middle got a touchdown six how can we d- doubt Doug Peterson how can you doubt the man when will people stop saying stuff like that people wanted to fire people wanted to get people miss Frank Reich Frank Reich ain't making the playoffs this year I'll tell you that right now I'm a guy who has uh, wished Frank Reich was still here for his end uh, week planning but Doug's still the guy. Doug's the guy who's always calling the plays. We love Doug. Doug might be more indispensable to this Eagles organization than even Wentz himself, which is crazy to think about. But Doug is the guy. His character stands above all else and all those other intangibles he has. Players like playing for him. That's all you can ask for sometimes. And he's great. His emotional intelligence is through the roof. I love the man. Give him the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise. He's going to end up making the playoffs three straight years. How many Eagles coaches have done that? Mr. Reed hasn't happened since the 2008, 2009, 2010 campaign where they made the playoffs three straight times. Before that, they made the playoffs three straight times uh, from, well, five straight times from 2000 to 2004. And then I believe Buddy did it once, three straight appearances, as well as our old friend Dick, Dick Vermeil, who infamously said, uh, the Dallas Cowboys take us for granted. We'll whip their you-know-whats. It's great, man. It's great to have Doug. I love Doug. He's the man. What else more could you say? You got Carson playing like he is. And I love the way that Doug is kind of saying, hey, we don't have all these mouths to feed out there. We don't have an Alshon Jeffrey. We don't have a Nelson Aguilar. We don't have guys who are demanding their touches, their catches, their receptions. And that's not against really like a snide remark at Alshon, who I think has done really well in his Eagles career. We have guys who are hungry out there. You have hungry dogs. Hungry dogs run faster, baby. They run faster. You got Greg Ward out there. You got Big Bob Davis. Arthega Whiteside, who got hurt earlier in the game. But on the opening drive, he had two catches for 37, 39 yards, I believe. It's an improvement. Made a nice catch. He ain't worthy of a second-round pick, but he has a pulse. That's more you can say the first half of the season, the first three quarters of the season. He has a pulse going to the playoffs. I'll take that. That's an improvement for Jaw. Jay Jaw, whatever you want to call him. Arthega Whiteside. Sometimes when I'm typing his name, whether it's like on a blog post, a newsletter, a tweet, I type out A-R-T-H. Like I, I think his name is actually spelled Arthega instead of Arcega. It's just a random aside. But those guys are hungry. They're not demanding their touches. Wentz isn't like – they're running the offense through Wentz, which sounds weird. A quarterback is always having the offense run through him. But they're not saying like, hey, this play, we need to, we need to target Ertz. We need to target Goddard. We need to target Alshon. We need to target Nelly. Letting it come to him – Moving him around the pocket, using his legs, putting him on the run, putting him in a position to do what he does best. What is Carson Wentz back at? His athleticism, his maneuvering in the pocket, his escapability, his throwing on the run. Doug is putting him in a position to do that now. Regardless of who's at wideout, the guy got guys off the street who are playing their hearts out. And when Carson Wentz is playing like he is, doesn't matter who he's throwing to. That was awesome. What a game, man. The link was electric. It was rocking. It's great to see the Eagles, as I said, finally, for the first time in over a decade, have a huge, emphatic statement win against the hated Dallas Cowboys at home. I hate that team, man. But F them. F them. F them. After all their bandwagon fans, F Skip Bayless, F Jerry Jones, F Dak, Amari Cooper, Demarcus Ware, Orlando Skandrick, Troy Aikman. All of them. You can kiss my you-know-what. You can S my you-know-what. You ain't going to playoffs this year, baby. I don't care who you hire next year. It ain't going to change next year. NFC East hasn't had repeat division winners 
since the 2003 and 2004 Philadelphia Eagles. That's changing next year. After the Eagles went on Sunday in the Meadowlands, and as we've seen, as our good friend Merrill Reese has said, we've seen our shares of miracles in Eagles-Giants games. The Eagles are pulling off a miracle, going from 5-7 to seven to 9-7 and seven and capturing the division and capturing the hearts of this city the way only guys like Greg Ward and Miles Sanders can. Next year, they're going to win the division again. Doug Peterson, going to make the div- playoffs four straight years, win the division three out of his four years. I'm so excited right now. I'm rocking. This track is rocking, baby. I'm getting excited. I'm in Frankenstein's mode. It's just the festivist atmosphere in my little apartment bedroom slash recording studio slash blogging studio slash home office. I'm back, baby. The birds are back. The birds are back. The birds are back. I do want to talk real quick about uh, Zach Berman of The Athletic had a great write-up of this in The Athletic. Uh, I think it came out either yesterday, this is Monday, so either Sunday night or this morning, talking about Zach Ertz's pregame speech from Saturday night, talking about uh, uh, 16th century Spanish conquistador uh, who came with his men to Philadelphia, his troops. Not Philadelphia, too. <laughs> Be weird if he came to Philadelphia. He came to uh, the Gulf of Mexico. Uh Getting ready to pillage, unfortunately. And he looked at his men and told them to burn the ships. What does that mean? They, they came over on the ships, obviously. He said, burn the ships. There's no retreat, no surrender. There is no way home. There is no reminder in the back of your head that you can say, hey, we lost. Let's run our home with our tail between our legs. There's no retreat, no surrender, no looking back, no point of no return. It's the point of no return. Mission is simple. Succeed or die. Burn the ships. That's what Zach Ertz talked about. Burn the ships. Carson Wentz, Brandon Brooks, Zach Ertz, talk, put it out on social media. Hashtag burn the ships, baby. He's talking to my good friend, Big Mike, for the game. And we're talking about this. And he looks up the burn the ships thing. And I was just overwhelmed with emotion. It was amazing. There's so much weight to it. A gravitas. It reminds me of something that Titus Andronicus, the great indie punk band, would make a concept album about. Burn the ships. No retreat, no surrender, baby. 2019 Eagles. At the 2019 Eagles win the Super Bowl, hold me to it. I'm getting a burn the ships tattoo, baby. I'm getting a meatloaf best two out of three tattoo. I don't care. Burn the ships, baby. This is from the bleachers. As always, Seamus Clancy. Find me on Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy. Sign up for my subscription Patreon newsletter. Just $2 per month. A newsletter delivered to your email inbox every weekday morning. Patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. When you're faced with adversity, whether at work, home, relationships, sports, whatever it may be, just think back and say, burn the ships. Go birds, baby. P-G-N.